Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, No Hassle Newsletters, and the host of this podcast, Dream Business Radio, now in its ninth year, which still astounds me. Welcome to another fantastic live interview. My special guest today is Tim Redman, and he has quite an impressive track record in business. And um, specifically, what we want to talk about today is creating wealth and success. Give you a little bit of his bio, and then we'll get right into it. For over 35 years, Tim has been growing highly successful businesses, including his work at PricewaterhouseCoopers, growing a software company from two to 400 employees, and then selling to Intuit, no small feat, and also helping thousands of business owners gain time freedom and financial freedom, something you hear about all the time from Captain Jim. Tim is also the author. He's an author. He's a speaker throughout the world. Uh, and his, uh, he's also featured, and I, I think he knows pretty darn well, John Maxwell, one of my great heroes. Uh, he's featured in his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Tim also runs a nonprofit, Redmond, Redmond Leadership Institute, which trains pastors, business leaders, and government officials in developing countries. And uh, I could go on and on, but let's, let's have uh, Tim come in. Tim, how are you doing today, my friend? Great. Captain Jim Palmer. Come on now. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, my God. It is humid today. Versus what I'm wearing here. (laughs) I know. Uh, Don't know if I like this uh, weather change so much. And uh, I put this on for you. I'm I'm normally just in a T-shirt, but I figure I I give a collar to my my special guest get a collar anyway. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. We have a Tim, we have a great deal in common. I know you and I had some uh, a chat and uh, before we went live and yeah. before I before. So I'm, I'm anxious to get into a lot of different things as much as we can pack in here in this uh, half hour. Before we dive in, I just want to remember everybody that's listening or watching us right now. You can get all six of my books free in digital format. I started that last April as part of my legacy program because starting to get gray. I had to figure out my legacy. So all six of my books are free as Kindle books, as Nook books at through Barnes and Noble, and also in the iBook store. To date, over 30,000 books downloaded at Amazon alone. Again, something that just astounds me. As I'm doing this broadcast, it is uh, January 26th. Stephanie and I are in the Keys to be exact. We're here through the end of March. So if you're in the area, give a wave and uh, we'd love to say hi. Anyway, let's get right to talking about, let's get right talking. Let's, let's scratch that batting this right there. Let's start talking about, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a pro, I'm a pro. Let's talk about redefining wealth and supercharging your creativity. Um, Tim, you've had a really impressive background. I mean, I interview a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners and of, of which you are also, but man, you've got this big history in like big corporate America so how did you go from, you know, kind of the, the really big dogs to now your I think your passion is really helping small business owners. Yeah, I do. I remember uh, I was a, uh, uh, you know, at one time I was a CPA and you know what that stands for, right? Constant pain in the abdomen yep. Yep. Uh, or whatever body part comes to mind. Uh, but I, I remember being an advanced accounting class, uh, Jim, 
And I remember being so bored and hated accounting so much, but I, I, I did that because I wasn't going to naturally learn that and went to work for PricewaterhouseCoopers for a while. But I remember writing down all the businesses I wanted to start, you know, so I've always had it in me to say, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to get going on, uh, uh, starting businesses. I didn't want to climb the corporate ladder. I wanted to build one. And uh, one of the ideas I wrote down was uh, getting a consulting firm helping small businesses. And uh, and I remember writing down some details on that, but didn't take it too serious. And uh, but I, I after we sold our company, uh, Jim, I I started a nonprofit and we traveled around the world training business leaders and pastors on uh, how to grow their companies, how to grow their organizations, how to develop their leaders. Mm-hmm. And I would have people kind of, it was almost like coaching kind of bit me in the rear, if you will. People would ask, well, can you coach? Do you coach? And I'm like, well, no, but well, what question do you have? And then I'd coach them for two hours. Yeah. And so I realized, I finally realized that people are actually getting paid doing this. And so I actually turned this around into a, a coaching organization. I still do training all over the world and uh, enjoy doing that. But my main focus is uh, growing this coaching organization. I've got a number of coaches and we just have a blast. Well, so that's, I'm guessing somewhere along there, the uh, connection to John Maxwell, him being a pastor himself. And then like a, an, a, one of the premier coaches, I guess, on the planet. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. He, uh, I connected with him because uh, somebody had given me one of his books and uh, 21 year Feudal Laws of Leadership. And as I'm reading it, he had a quote from me in there. And uh, I know. Unbeknownst to you, you were in his and, uh, book? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and because uh, I've written over a thousand proverbs or observations. And uh, anyway, so uh, I gave a friend of mine uh, a handful of those, and he wrote in his book. And I think there's a, uh, who did a lot of writing for John Maxwell as somebody I, I, I went to the same college at Oral Roberts University. And uh, anyway, so he included me. So I ended up talking to him about that. And uh, he goes, well, I want to make sure I gave you credit. Yeah, yeah, good. You know, and then we talked about him writing a forward to a, uh, a leadership book I'm writing. So anyway, yeah, but it was uh, years ago, but I, I trained about 600 pastors through his program in Bogota, Colombia. So I, I, I was the business guy. We team up with a, a pastor. We tag team. And with a three-year commitment, we trained, again, about 600 pastors in Bogota. That was a blast. Very interesting. I mean, churches being, you know, religious organizations, I mean, to me, it's, it's just like there's money coming in, there's expenses and what's left, right? It's not necessarily yeah. profit, but it's what goes yeah. out to the community, right? right? So, I mean, it's very, running it like a business is not some, should not be some foreign strategy. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'd, I'd help pastors uh, in two ways, just the organization, uh, you know, just structure and reporting and getting the operation of their of their business side of the uh, of the church lined up and also in helping them attract and nurture business leaders and it's a whole ministry like we have churches where there's a youth pastor you know and there's a, a young adult pastor there's a, a women's ministry a men's ministry and I, I, like i've asked a lot of pastors well what do you do for the business people well they they help us fund the deal. I said, no, that's what they do for you. But what do you do for them? 
Yeah. And uh, so that's the whole aspect of marketplace ministry. And so I help churches uh, set up their marketplace ministry and that type of thing. So it's been a lot of fun. Very doing cool. That as well. Uh-huh. So, Tim, it's a pretty impressive background. Are you? I like to ask, are you a first-generation entrepreneur? Did you have uh, parents or grandparents kind of show you the other side of the paycheck, so to speak? Well, my dad was a uh, uh, a chemical engineer, and uh, but he had a number of entrepreneurship uh, things that he did, and uh, they weren't as successful as, uh, say, like what I'm doing now, but... Uh, I did get the bug because I'd help them out with uh, some oil and gas things. I did land leasing for them and <laughs> I did uh, going out on some old wells and uh, been run off by uh, some of the landowners with a shotgun in hand. I got some interesting stories. Wow. <laughs> so uh, uh, we just didn't, uh, weren't able to get a hold of them before we came on their property. So that's uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, so I got a little bit of that, but uh, a lot of it just is just, been uh um just my own desire i don't know i i you know maybe my unrest of uh working in a big in environment you know i just yeah. like creating so um in the introduction i mentioned that you help business owners gain uh financial freedom and time freedom two things that i, I mention all the time because one usually leads to the other right. um right. i'm curious if there was an event or something that maybe happened in your past, which helped you realize there's more to life than just filling the checkbook. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's getting the basics down where most, most businesses, Jim struggle. They're, they're week to week or month to month or barely successful. Um, and so, you know, just, getting the paycheck more regular and getting it to where it's above what their basic needs are is a huge part of what we do. And I, and I, it just allowed, like I had one guy who uh, had, had a electrical business in Overland park, the Kansas city area. Mm -hmm. And he was generating about $125,000 a month, but he was at zero profits. Oh my and goodness. Uh, so over a two year period of time, we transformed the business. Really, we transformed his thinking processes and we enacted that on the business. And now this year, I just talked to him a couple months ago uh, in person, he came down to Tulsa and um, he's going to be hitting about $5 million and he's just short of the 20% that we get all of our businesses where you have to operate at least at 20% for us to be happy with you. So, wow. uh, so he's at about 15 to 18%. We're going to get you know, to that 20% and beyond. And it's just, that has been a blast to do that. So, you know, and to answer your question, you know, the paycheck and the cash flow is very important. He wrote me a text here, Jim. He said, you know, Tim, I'm starting to dream for the first time in 20 years. I'm starting to dream again. It just wow. gives him just having more than just enough or barely enough just gets him where he can dream beyond his need and beyond the pain. So that's where a lot of, a lot of what I do is just tremendously satisfactory. Yeah. A uh, message from Jim Vaughn, a friend of mine, a fellow Floridian. So I, I would have to agree with that, Jim. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I got up early this morning. I love it. It's, it's like, you know, there's a, there's a situation, there's part of me that, really doesn't need to work as hard, but I, I just finished a 25 year 
business planned for us to go last year. So I'm 61 now when I was 60 uh, to literally have us go 100 X from where we are. Wow. And uh, so, you know, that's, and, and I'm enacting that I'm uh, starting phase two on that. And we've got uh, three main phases on it, but it's, it's, it's like, yes, I love it. Thank <laughs> you for your, the guy that, and that's really cool that they can type that in there like that. That's really cool technology. <laughs> I know. I know. When it works, it works great. When it doesn't, like I was interviewing somebody, I think three weeks ago, all of a sudden, boom, they disappeared from the screen. <laughs> <laughs> then you find out what a good host you are, I guess, yeah, or how good you yeah. are on your feet. That's you know, good. speaking of that, um, that client of yours that was over six figures a month, you know, um, I, I, I have an expression called uh, gross is for vanity, net is for sanity. And one of the ways I, I used to, yeah, one of the ways I used to teach that is like if you have a million dollar business and you got nine hundred and say twenty thousand dollars in expenses, you have a you have a sixty thousand dollar business, right? Or excuse right. me, an eighty thousand dollar business. I'm good at with math. But if if you have a three hundred fifty thousand dollar gross business and your expenses are a hundred thousand, well, guess what? You know what? You're doing like two fifty. So there's a big difference. You could say it's bragging rights versus what you can live on and, and share and, and redistribute and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um, you know, everybody you know has a need for significance. And we want to get their business. And most people that are entrepreneurs or own a business really are probably more slaves to the business. So, mm -hmm. you know, the phrase setting the captives free, my obsession in that is very specifically with business owners and getting them free from their business so they can work on their business. And, and the business like takes a knee. Now I, I'm going to say something that may be challenging even for you, Jim, and I don't mind debating with you on it, but I believe that the number one purpose of the business is not to serve your customers. <laughs> All right. The number one purpose of the business is to serve the business owner. Now, if they don't serve the business, the customers, the business won't serve them well. But we yeah. want to make sure we design your business to like if you wanted to live on a boat. I mean, I've heard of uh, this one crazy guy down <laughs> in Florida lives on a boat. You know? know. So, uh, but anyway, that you can really live your lifestyle. You can live intentionally. What is it you want and begin to pursue that? So that's what I love helping people do. And it just, it, again, it gets me up early in the morning. You know, it's interesting. Um, I think this is uh, semi-related, but I'll put it out there. I'm, I'm a Christian. I know you're a Christian and uh, I have no problem saying I'm a Christian, but I don't necessarily run a Christian based business. And I know it seems weird and I don't want to split hairs, but this guy I was debating with one said his business is his mission. And maybe it was, I said, you know, I heard an expression once, the best way to help the poor is not be one of them. So let's grow, <laughs> right? Let's grow a wildly successful business and then do the do with the money what you will. So I run right. my business like a business, right? My business yeah. supports our lifestyle and our retirement and everything yeah. else. Right. And and you're right. The way that you grow and, and prosper is by taking care of customers. But yeah, that, I mean, that, that's one of those uh, discussions which sometimes happens every four years, the purpose of business and profit and fair yeah. share. And all. And Jim, Jim, I just had a meeting with our top clients. That is those people that are uh, in what we call they're paying a growth incentive. So their business is more than doubled 
and there's a success fee that we get involved in it. And every one of these people are like, yes, I, I didn't think we could hit it. We're hitting it. So I met, I met with them and we are focused on a number of discussions of multiplying their wealth. And one of them is just, well, how do you multiply your wealth beyond your business? And, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of purpose and there's a, there's a lot of things that people want to pour into um, beyond just making money. And it's, you know, that, that, that next thing or that more important thing is just living on purpose for a purpose. Yeah. So so there's, there's some of these people that really have never thought about, well, okay, now that the business is behaving, what should it give me freedom to do? And so we're working through some of those things. Yeah. uh, So uh, there's so many things I want to ask you, but I did title it uh, this interview a certain way. So let me get to some of the questions I wrote down. What, What did you mean by redefine wealth? Let's start there. Okay. All right. Very good. So wealth uh, means a lot of things to a lot of people and wealth uh, for a lot of people, it's really, really good if they have it and it's evil and bad if other people have it. Uh, So there's a lot of confusion on it. So I redefined wealth, wrote a whole book called Power to Create and redefined wealth Wealth is creating something of value to serve others. So wealth isn't so much an accumulation of goods. Of course, that's one way to define, but I'm redefining it here as a creative process or a creation process. You're creating something of value to serve other people with it, whether it's a product or service. Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, I have done these seminars in Ghana, in the back hills in the Philippines. I've done it in Sweden and Switzerland and throughout the United States and Canada. I've done it in, uh, I mean, virtually all over in in Bolivia and just really all over the world. And no matter what economic level somebody's at, they can begin to create wealth where they are right then and there. And it's, it's fascinating to live that way where where you, you can live intentionally to create something of value and you learn to do it so well through the first be fruitful, then multiply principle that you learn to do it so well that people want to pay you to get that thing you created. Wow. Business. Yeah. So you mentioned the book power to create the ultimate guide to eliminate scarcity and produce massive results for yourself and others. A great title and afford by none other than Dr. Miles Monroe. Wow. Another, another heavyweight. But in yeah. the book, I was reading about um, the pancake revolution. What in the heck is a pancake <laughs> revolution? <laughs> well, I was in Costa Rica doing one of these mission trips, and I was uh, uh, speaking at a, uh, uh, a large church, about 4,000 people. And uh, the church was, was, didn't have any major city near it. a number of villages. I go, and there's this pastor that was uh, over. His name is Pastor Soto, and I was through an interpreter was uh, talking to him. I said, how do you build this huge thing here out of the middle of nowhere? He said, well, this was just, this was, you know, just a, uh, a pastor at one time where the church is. And we were in a, a horrible, horrible um, place economically, our village where the young people were moving out as quickly as they could because there's no future. And so he began to teach on um, 
creating wealth in his own way. And, and uh, he had a challenge to give people uh, a dollar or equivalent to a couple of dollars and says, take this little amount and try to multiply it. And, uh, and so she, he cornered this one gal whose husband had left her. She had uh, a few kids at home. They're just in dire poverty. And the pastor corner says, listen, there's got to be something you can do with these few dollars. He goes, there's nothing I can do. You know, my husband left me. I'm you know, talking about all the, the, the need and the disaster mm. and the pain and the victimization, which are very real. You know, I'm not, but when you think from the victim mindset, you can't solve anything. You can't create anything. You know, the first right. verse in the Bible is God setting up a pattern for all of us to follow, which is in the beginning he created. He wants us to create. So the, you know, so the pastor finally insisted there's got to be something that you can do. He said, well, the only thing I know how to do is make pancakes and everybody can do that. <laughs> and uh, so you, you know, when you're down on yourself, you kind of diminish what you have in your hand or what you can do with your skill. And the uh, pastor Soto said, you, you take these dollars and you buy as much pancake mix and batter and eggs as you can make as many as you can and then go down as these shopkeepers are ready to open up their shop, they sometimes they come in hungry, they're running late, and see if you can sell your pancakes. Well, nobody's going to buy my pancakes. This is horrible. Well, she did it anyway. And uh, the first day, she came running to the pastor and says, I can't believe it. They bought all my pancakes. <laughs> and a business was started with her, and she grew and grew and grew and grew. And she sparked a, an economic revolution in her city, in her oh little village, really. And everybody said, well, is this the gal whose husband left her and she's had nothing? And now she's got a, a vibrant business. She's giving to the church. She's now one of the bigger givers in the church. And other people said, if she can do it, I can do it. And so that became the pancake lady. <laughs> so, what a great story. I love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. my and gosh. I got, to, I got to meet them. And it's just it's just amazing. Amazing. Uh, All right. Uh, well, I don't even about know about town in Costa Rica, but it was uh, Pastor Soto. So. Oh, geez. All right, we got about eight minutes. I'm going to keep going here. Yeah, you know, please. chapter 15. I mean, whether you're the creativity one or you work with a good editor, I love the titles of your chapters. Um, start creating now and multiply your generosity. I think I know where you're going with that, but what does that mean? Multiply your generosity. Uh, multiply your generosity. That when you begin to grow, um, you know, since we talk about Christian, I'll use another verse here where Jesus said something that was very uh, revolutionary. He said, to, you know, about the parable of the talents is, uh, you know, when you mismanage what you have, you're going to lose even what you have. But if you manage well what you have, you're going to be given more. Mm -hmm. And so as you begin to develop more and more in your business, you get more profits. Um, there's ways for you to begin to first be fruitful, then get to a multiplication to where you're generating way more than what you can spend. And it's a lot of fun to begin to literally multiply your generosity. I've got, I've got people, friends of mine challenging me. We're going back and forth is just not just a 10%, but a 20% or 30% of the, what we're generating. I had a guy that would give, uh, 10% of his gross revenue. And, mm. uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's usually uh, half of your profits right there. So, 
that's what that's talking about is just really growing step by step until you can really begin to give in such a way that it really, uh, really becomes fun for you. Well, that's, that's funny year. I mean, I've been a Christian since 2001. And, um, when I was trying to learn a lot and understand tithing and stuff like that, I remember asking in my men's group, are you supposed to tithe on, on gross or net? And the guy said, do you want to be blessed on gross or net? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What are you measuring that on? Right. That's exactly right. Um, the conclusion of your great book is called enjoying the rewards. Um, Talk about that a little bit, Tim. Yeah. So uh, I had a problem in my business and my relationship with money. And in this book, we talk about relationship with money um, that uh, it was okay for me to make so much, but not, not this over exuberant abundance. And yet I believe we're wired from the core of our being to do things for a reward. Well, I don't want anything. I don't want to, I don't want any reward and all. Well, that's dysfunctional thinking. You know, that's. So that's some guilt built in, huh? It's guilt or it's, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, um, you know, there's two economic systems going in the world. One is an economic system of scarcity and it's based on getting stuff for free And then there's an economic system of abundance that's based on creating value and exchange. It's an exchange system. Right. So you want to make sure that in your business or in the work you do, you have some kind of an exchange. And even if it is, you're going down and you're serving soup to the inner city, you know, homeless people. God loves every one of them. Every one of them is precious and valuable. So that may be just the, the joy of serving may be your reward, but you know, everybody wants to get a reward and they're frustrated if they don't. And they have this Christian ease that says, well, yeah, but I'm not supposed to want a reward. God, I think God wired you to want a reward. That's and right. Make sure that your business is rewarding you commensurate to the value you create. Most people undervalue the value they create, Jim. And oh, significantly so. They're, they're so. shortchanging themselves. Yeah. Yeah. One of the clients that I work with, I, I, to help, he had really struggled with this. He kept focus. He was like coach kept focusing on an hourly. What's your hourly said? You don't charge by the hour. You charge by the result. Right? So I said, if you spend an hour with somebody and you give them some, you know, whatever strategy, (laughs) magic formula, the words, and it helps them generate 50, another 50 grand in sales, close a big deal is, is, is $1,500, which 1500 hours, not bad. Right. But is that even fair? Get right. you know, I believe you should get paid on the result, not not right. the time. Right. Um, very, very good. So, Tim, probably uh, the last question I have time to ask you is you've been doing this a long time. What do you think successful business owners do different than unsuccessful business owners? Uh, well, there's there's a couple things. Uh, one is they they really believe in the power of planning. Mm-hmm. So the, the two creations where they, they create their own day and then they live it out and they get their organization organized around getting really focused. And so that's, that's the, the, the whole planning process. And then the second aspect is to create a cadence in the business through regular reporting and regular, like, like I touch every aspect of my business at least once a week. Hmm. 
to schedule the structured meetings. I got a half hour with my accountant. I, I meet with uh, my son, who's the COO of the business. We meet twice uh, a week here for fairly, fairly extended time. So I'm touching every aspect of my business. Every day we're touching the sales and the, and the lead generation. And so, you know, creating an accountability system where you can see how things are happening and then begin to pour into that, that yes, it's, it's either green or it's red. It's green, it's going good, it's on track, or red, we're falling short, and let's begin to address that. So it's the lack of that follow-up and follow-through, the lack of accountability that things begin to fall apart. Wow, good one. Very. So you're literally touching every week, you're touching every aspect of your business. Every, every aspect of my business, I am uh, I'm, I'm touching. You know, when you think about it, we're talking about the marketing side of things, the sales kind of things, the coaching or the delivery of our product, which is, mm -hmm. which is coaching. And we do a lot of, uh, we're a, we're a do it for coaching organization and do it with, we do very little, uh, here's seven things for you to do and expect them to do it. We, we actually built a whole team to help them get that done or we actually do it for them. And, uh, so, you know, it's touching on that. It's the accounting, it's the numbers, it's, it's every aspect. I actually have developed a process where I know where I am every day of the month and what my p is going to look like at the end of the month. And it's fairly accurate. And it just tells me so much. So, you know, that, that's what I do is I help companies get to that level where they can really, really manage well what they have. And, and whatever you manage well, you're going to get more of. Whatever you exactly. miss, you start to lose. Well, that's great. So how can uh, people connect with you? I'm sure there's, we've just scratched the surface. I'd love to have you back sometime, but how can yeah, people connect yeah, with you no, in the meantime? Well, what I'd like to do is if they identify themselves as, uh, just say, I love Captain Jim Palmer, or <laughs> uh, just say Captain Jim, if they identify that, what I want to do for any, any, of, any of your folks that are watching this, if they have a legitimate business, um, and they want us to give, they want us to provide what we call a growth plan. It's a $2,500, um, event that we analyze their business. We build a business model on where they were versus where they, they could be. And then we give them at least eight concrete steps to take, to, to go from where they are to a three-year goal. It's very, very specific. Again, we normally charge $2,500 for that, but I'll waive that fee entirely if they identify themselves as a Captain Jim Palmer. And then if they want to just email me directly, Tim at redmondgrowth.com or my name is Tim Redmond and you see it there, but Tim at redmondgrowth.com and ask for the growth plan that we'll, we'll set it up for them. And, and they'll, very they'll, nice. No obligation, but they'll love the process. It's an eye. Very nice. Thank you very much, Tim. Hey, it was it was a lot of fun. Thanks for yeah, uh, coming on you. live here right from our floating home. I'm, I'm glad we finally made this happen. <laughs> oh, great. my goodness. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special live interview with uh, Tim Redman right here on Dream Business Radio. Remember, get your free copy of my six books at barnesandnoble.com if you're into Nook Books, at Amazon if you're into Kindle, or the iBookstore if you're into iBooks, I guess that would be. If you're interested in my uh, awesome Dream Business Mastermind, go to Dream Biz Coaching, dreambizcoaching.com. But that's it. Until this time next week, I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care.
Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.